It is Vilas Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Maddie and Palmer in the studio wing going to um, going to a career day over at Trip Middle School. He is um, he is now uh, evolved to the point, uh, Ryan, where he can 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 he considers himself a broadcaster. Yeah, and, I see that, and he is in to talk about that. So perfect he, guy he, for it. He brought some equipment in, and he's going to use the old teacher stuff. So uh, I'll look forward to seeing how that goes. Hopefully he finds us some videographers and some Snapchatters. Yes. That's what I'm rooting for. Somebody, somebody that I can ship on the road with you, so that when you go do football this fall, you'll, you know, we can attach some video to it or something. Perfect. So, see what we can do. Maybe we can get somebody up to to do that same thing with Mark Callan from Eastern Maine Sports and uh, Eastern Maine Sports Blog, who spent a lovely weekend uh, at lovely Mansfield uh, Stadium in Bangor this weekend. Also, plenty of softball action up in that neck of the woods as well. Uh, what, what do you see for baseball and softball, Ken Mark? And uh, what do the blogs see? And uh, what did you guys see? It was a pretty good day for Brewer, I'd say. Yeah, very good. I, I actually I actually was at Brewer. Uh, Chris, uh, my helper there, was at Mansfield. But we covered all four games that were up here. And a great day for Brewer. Yeah, it was a, that was a solid day for Brewer. Never, now, uh, the base, am I right? The baseball team had never won before. The softball team had. Is that, yeah, is that yeah, the softball team won in Class A in 2008. The baseball team never won, and uh, quite a walk-off win there, Josiah Sia, with that hit to help them. And uh softball game, I really had a lot of chances, but uh, Brewer made a couple big defensive plays. They had a relay that cut off a girl at the plate in the sixth inning. Um, questionable why they, you know, going there, but uh, it worked out. And then uh, they had another great relay, uh, relay in the uh, – seventh and into so the girl held up at third so so the defense kind of helped him all year and did again uh saturday the um it's amazing this year when i look around the state you had uh greeley uh it was uh, uh the greeley girls uh, uh and, and boys uh won won state titles uh in basketball edward little boys and girls won state titles in basketball and then you get brewer doing the same thing with softball and baseball i has that is that in recent years, you know, with your memory, I know I can't think of it down here. Is have we had that many teams that have that have double dipped in major sports like that? I, I feel like there has not been. No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, Old Town did it in baseball and softball very recently, um, but uh, no, that's to have that many. I very very odd, and uh, you know, a lot of schools did like Cook Academy. They they were still playing. Uh, Semifinal weekend. They were they were the, both the tennis teams were in the state championships, and uh, the baseball and softball team were still playing at that time. I mean, a lot of a lot of schools had great, you know, teams going very deep this year. Yeah, that certainly was. And and the other thing that was really good for us too is, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, outside of the previous week, which was what Monday Tuesday, weather was fantastic, so all the games were able to get in, didn't have to worry about you know playing through raindrops or lightning or anything like that. So. Much easier uh, for broadcasters, media, and uh, of course for the people that, that run these uh, run these facilities uh, for this to uh, to get these games in. Yeah, I didn't really see much uh, weather affecting the regional finals or the state finals. I know the um, Class C softball regional final got moved up a little bit last Wednesday because they were expecting some rain, but it didn't rain till well after that was over, and they got the baseball game in too that night. So yeah, pretty lucky there. Now, we had earlier in the studio, uh, Garen Ferris, Max Lane uh, uh, stopped by uh, the, the Breakfast Club this morning on Mains Big Z 92.7. I, I ran the interview here, and you know, it kind of reminded me of a, of a fun topic here because you know, all, all three of us are, are, uh, are Patriots fans. Palmer, what, uh, what's your first, do you remember your first Patriots game that you actually watched and were cognizant of? Yes, I do. That would have been the Super Bowl with the Bears. Okay, so Super Bowl 20. 20. Okay, Mark, how about you? 
Um, I remember, well, I was watching before this, about 80, you know, in the mid, early, early 80s, probably 83, 84, I was 10 or 11 at that time, but the year they went to the Super Bowl, that year he was just talking about with the Bears, I actually went to um, um, Giant Stadium to see him play the Jets, and it was a game that Steve Grogan broke, broke his leg. And um, I remember after the game, the Jets won that game, and I remember the Jets fans coming on our bus yelling, and, you know, some I was only, whatever, 12, 13 years old. But the, I remember some adults, you know, drinking a little bit. <laughs> and and I remember them saying, yeah, but we're going to the Super Bowl. I thought, Patriots were only like 500 at the time. They just lost their quarterback, but they did. They, they ended up making the Super Bowl. So they, they uh, you know, the drunk guys are always right. The drunk always <laughs> The moral of the story is always listen to the drunk guy uh, when it comes to when it comes to pro sports and things of that nature. It, it was funny. I got to I got to share some stories. And of course, then the next year in '86, they had I think they actually had a better team all around in '86, but they they ended up getting matched up having to uh, to play Denver on the road. So that kind of that kind of snuffed them out that year. But uh, we talked with uh, with Garen about that game against the Rams on the road. That to me is the first game that I remember that got won by a Hail Mary uh, when they beat the Rams 30-28 to because Irving Fryer caught the deflected ball in the back of the end zone. He said the uh, the uh, the post-game celebration was the best one he's ever been a part of. So I thought that was that was pretty cool that we were able to remember that game. It just shows you, man, those things change. That There are Patriots fans that were around before Tom Brady took a snap for the team. It's really... Yeah, yeah. You know, now, um, you know... Kind of these younger fans are spoiled and stuff, but uh, you know, there are a lot, still a lot of good memories from back back then. Yeah, there were because I think that's kind of what temper. I think that's what made it so special, and honestly, it's what POs me so much. Anytime anybody tries to like, you know, degrade what the Patriots have been doing with all of this other stuff, with oh they cheated or oh they did this. No, I don't think you understand. Like, we lived through the Beasley, Reese, Solomon, Wilcots years. You know, like there were some really really bad teams that that rolled up into this area and. And we had to deal with it. And my, my concern has always been, you know, we, we might end up getting back to that at some point. You know, Bob Kraft's a great owner. I think Jonathan Kraft will be a good owner uh, when he takes over the team. But uh, if that's what happens. But, you know, if Tom Brady talking with Oprah, retirement closer than, closer than uh, ever or closer than it is farther away or whatever. Like, that's not the stuff I want to hear from my franchise quarterback. No, we, we take a lot of this. A lot of this for granted, and you know this this isn't this isn't common at all. And uh, you know, hopefully, it lasts for a few more for a few more years. But we just gotta enjoy. It. I don't like the people like Shaughnessy saying, "Oh, who they beat? Who cares?" You know, yeah, you know. I mean, they they as long as they get there, you know. And uh, you know, they weren't beating anybody back in the day, as we can recall. They could not beat anyone. Um, the other thing that's been amazing to me too, and you guys can can probably talk about this, both of you. Um, the Tom Brady interview with Oprah and all the stuff with the Patriots offseason to me is actually garnering more attention than what the Red Sox are doing right now. I thought that was a if you if there's ever been a thing like I, I know the other day somebody said something about soccer, you know, wins a draw or whatever it was, right? Or wins a tie, whatever it was, you know, comes back to defeat them in a tie or whatever it is. Um, splitting that series in Seattle over the weekend, I thought was a pretty big deal because there were multiple opportunities to, to lose that entire series. But uh, in fact, they could have won the series as well. Um, kind of goes to show you a little preview. If you get stuck in a wild game wild card playoff, what you might be up against if you end up taking on Seattle. Boy, the Red Sox, Yankees, Astros, and Seattle—they're gonna. I mean, they're still on pace, all on pace to get over 100 wins. Huh? And two of those are gonna be playing a, a wild card game. I thought it was a very good series and. You're talking about the attention. I think you know me well enough to know that I'm all baseball 365 days a year if I, I could be. So I, I know I know you're right though that that 
you know, most people still focused on the Brady thing and, and everything to do with the Patriots. But, you know, baseball is, baseball is my focus, you know, but, but uh, you know, sports-wise right now. But I, as you said, that was a very good splitting at Seattle, splitting at Houston before that. Uh, can't ask for anything more, but, you know, big uh, week here, especially this weekend, see how they do against Seattle at home. But I think they're going to miss Paxton, so that's a good sign, even though they didn't really have much trouble with him. <laughs> but, um, you know, so isn't I that the way it works, though, Mark, though? Like, yeah. isn't that always the way it works? You take on the ace, and it's like, man, everything's good, and then you're somehow matched up. And whoever is going against my—I'm going to give everybody a little secret because I, I play DraftKings. I, I do one team in DraftKings every night now for baseball, okay? And this is what I do. If Chris Sale is pitching, I take whoever is pitching against him as a starter, okay? Because I know that guy is going to pitch the game of his life, and the Red Sox are going to score no runs for Chris Sale in all likelihood because it seems like that's what always happens. I don't know what that is, but they'll take on a guy like Paxton who's tearing up the league, and they'll blow him out in five innings. You're like, oh. Okay, well, I guess that guy's not that big a deal. Like it's it's amazing to me how they're how they're constantly able to do that. Yeah, so you pick you're gonna pick up the young guy from Minnesota tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm <laughs> picking up Barrios tomorrow night. I am 100 percent picking up Barrios tomorrow night. And then when I do, um, after I do that, like then I'll look for like, okay, where's Colorado playing? Is Colorado playing in a in a baseball place or are they playing at home? If they're playing at home, then I'm taking everybody from that game. And then I'll probably mix in somebody from Arizona, and you're good. The other thing you can do, too, is take the pitch. Whoever is facing the Mets is usually pretty good, too. Like, that's a that's a good one. That's a, I do that I do that in my daily Yahoo. Yeah. yeah. Against the Mets, that's pretty safe. That's a pretty – you're pretty much going to – you're pretty much guaranteed your starter is going to do something. Now, I, I need to ask both of you another serious question here. If you were a golden – if would you pay – for the J.R. Smith game worn jersey from Game One of the NBA Finals this year, when he when he forgot, you know what the score was. Jeez, that's a boy. That was such a bonehead move. Yeah, I mean that's going to be a collector's item for years. That'll be like the Buckner baseball. That'll be like, you know, that'll be like all that stuff. They should hang it up at the arena. Right, it's on the NBA auction site right now, though. So that's yeah. that's what I'm wondering. I, I just there is a. I'm going to go to the current bid. Like, what, you know, what, what would you, if, if you were a collector, let's say you were Charlie Sheening it and you're going and buying, uh, buying stuff from auction, things of that nature, how much would you pay? Uh, if I had unlimited money? Unlimited I, money, and you're a Golden State Warriors fan, and you're like, man, I got to have this. I got to have this J.R. Smith jersey because well, I want us another title. If it was unlimited money, I mean, I just, whatever the highest bid was, whatever that, Yeah, okay. So right now it's $3,000. Oh, it would go much higher than that. Yeah, I uh, feel like it will too. There's when, only three days when, left in the auction, so. When when's it in? Oh, uh, June twenty yeah, first. June twenty first. It gets up to fifteen thousand. Yeah, I was gonna say at least ten fifteen. Okay, so ten fifteen. I think it's gonna sell for about ten, maybe. Um, I think I, I actually think it wraps up on um, it wraps up on draft night. So while the draft is going on, somebody's going to be watching to see who got the, the J.R. Smith jersey. Now, do you eventually get him to sign that and then get every member of the Warriors to sign that jersey? Because that's what I would do. Let's, let's yeah, get that I'd thing signed. Do that. I don't so think J.R. Uh, Smith's the type of guy. Like, you know, Mariano <laughs> Rivera tips his cap to the Red Sox fans. And I don't think J.R. Smith's that kind of guy. I don't think he is either. But I think if you brought that jersey to him, be like, oh, man, can I can I get you to sign this? And he signs it. And you're like, all right, that's the game one jersey. I, like, yeah, I would not, he doesn't have to know what I he's signing. I would not tell him what he's signing. Like, that would not. I would not do that, but I would I would definitely try to get him to sign it because I think it would be worth a little bit more. And then if you could get like KD, Steph, Draymond, Durant, 
you know, uh, Clay. Or, excuse, uh, Clay, excuse me. Um, yeah, I think you could. I, I think I'd be killer. That That'd be, be a great, so, great souvenir, though. Yeah, it would be a killer souvenir. Can you imagine putting that up in your living room? Like, what is that? Why do you have a J.R. Smith jersey? I want that broken whiteboard you, that LeBron supposedly broke. I, <laughs> I want that. That's another thing. I would pay. If I had that money, I would totally pay $3,000 for that whiteboard. I'd also pay for that Cavaliers jersey that he ripped off in Game 7 against the Celtics in 2010. I would totally pay for that one. Um, you know, you don't think of these things at the time. Like, if you had this stuff, man, like, because it's great conversation starters. You know, you get a you get an office somewhere and people come in like, oh, Jerry Smith jersey. Oh, look at this. You know, you got to tell the stories behind those things. So... But going back to going back to the Sox, going back to this, it is it the sport of baseball that people are just like, yeah, I'll get into it when I get to it. Is it just because it's yeah. every night and they take? The, are they taking this team for granted? Like, do they realize that the window for this Red Sox team is pretty much this year and next year, and maybe even more so this year because of the Kimbrel situation? I think. I mean, I, I think a lot of it is. There are so many bad teams. I mean, I think I think people were interested over the weekend. The first two games were kind of late, so I mean, I don't think they probably got great ratings. Or a lot of people talking about them, but I know a lot of people on my list were watching Saturday night and even yet even last night yesterday afternoon. But I think people were interested in that series because there's two good teams. I don't think the Minnesota series is going to be a lot of interest. Uh, you know, I, I think it's just a lot of bad teams in baseball, and I think that's why talk in general seems down. And I guess from what I hear, attendance so around the whole league not in boston of course but around the whole league the attendance is down because i mean there, there's what how many teams going to finish under under i mean with 100 losses i mean we're talking about four teams finishing with 100 wins there's probably four or five that are going to finish with 100 losses too you know so so i don't i think that's part of the problem yeah i think uh i think that makes a lot of sense yeah Ryan, even, are you even right now i mean you look at the teams that are under 500 oh man it's, it is so not great right now I think one division, the second place teams under 500, if I remember right. Well, yeah. well, Cleveland's just barely over 500, and they're in yeah, first okay, yeah, that's so, what I'm talking. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. And Cleveland, then, I mean, oh, go ahead, Mark, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I mean, teams so bad. I mean, Baltimore's, you know, gave up on everything already. I mean, and there's there's just so many bad teams, and that that's I think that's the trouble. I mean, as I said, I follow every game, you know, watch or listen or at least at least keep up with every game. But I mean, there's there's so many people who are like. Okay, they're going to at least take two out of three. They'll probably sweep these guys, you know, and, and it just takes away the interest from a lot of people. What, um, you know, it, it, with Cleveland, to me, Cleveland's the, the sleeper team. This happens every year. We focus on the 100-win teams, and then Cleveland or somebody comes in, and, you know, they don't have to worry about it. They, they win their game. They're not, they win their division. That's it, man. They don't have to worry about a one-game playoff. They get a free ride right into the – right in. They're they're good to go if they if they yeah. if, if they win. The to me, Carrasco injury might change things. Uh, you know, and, and Detroit and Minnesota aren't very good, but they're not very far back. He got nailed on the elbow or something the other day. I watched the highlights, and if if he's out for any period of time, that hurts. And uh, Miller been out, and even when he's been been there, hasn't been really effective uh, this year. So they they uh, they're they're you're right though. They could win the division with 83 wins and. They get the automatic trip to the. And I don't. I think they should change that too. I mean, I think I, I understand them making the playoffs, but you know, you get the Red Sox, Yankees, and, and uh, Mariners and Astros all winning over 100 maybe, and then Cleveland 83 getting in. I think maybe the two wildcat teams should be the two teams with the worst records. Yeah. No, I totally. Uh, 
I, I could, I would be all right with that. I think people get mad. Well, they made the playoffs, right? You know, so. 15 teams under 500 right now. What's that? Half the league? Yeah. I mean, and look, here's what I look at. Look at the run differential. If you look at the run differential in those games, and I've, I've looked at this before, there's like 10 teams right now. I think that have a positive run differential that they have outscored their opponent for the season. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It is so, so bad. I don't think I've ever seen it this bad. You've got, in the American League, Yankees and Red Sox, Cleveland, Houston, Seattle, and the Angels. Okay? Those are your Seattle, teams. Seattle's not as much as... The run differential isn't that much for the team over 20, 20 games over five. Which is amazing. They got a really good record in one-run games. Um, Houston right now leads the league in run differential with 157 more runs scored than their opponents. Um, Angels are still hanging in there, but I mean, they're the problem with the Angels is in, in Major League Baseball. You can you know that they desperately wanted the Angels in there because if you even get them into the one-game wild card before the Otani injury, you've got Otani and Trout in the one-game wild card. That's a great way to showcase their young talent. Instead, they're fading off. Seattle continues to, to keep trucking. They've, they've got some stuff done. You know they're going to make moves because Seattle trades all the time. But Seattle's eight games up over the Angels right now, and the Angels aren't that bad. They're at 38 and 34. Heck, they'd be, they'd be, uh, they'd be ahead of the – or they'd be in second place in the Central uh, uh, just based off of winning percentage. Like, so the American League is pretty top-heavy. And then you go over to the National League. And the National League, well, you know – not much greater. You know, it, it, it's funny, though. The National League Central, four out of those five teams all have positive run differentials. Milwaukee, the Cubs. Cubs are a half game back. St. Louis is four games back. And Pittsburgh just barely has, has two more runs scored than their opponents. Cincinnati, still terrible. Arizona, the Dodgers, good. And then you get into the, the National League East, and you've got the Braves, the Nationals, and the Phillies. Again, positive run differential. Those three teams over 500. Phillies have outscored by seven, but some of these teams like Miami has been outscored by 109 runs <laughs> this year. And then you look at who, uh, who, uh, um, who, um, uh, uh, like I said, with Houston scoring 157. It's craziness. It is utter craziness right now. So yeah, people just aren't just like, it didn't matter. It was always who's next, you know, who's next, who's next. Well, this series in Minnesota, are people going to be jazzed up about it? Maybe I think just cause it's a road trip game, but you know, then they come back, and how many more times can you play Baltimore? How many more times can you play Tampa Bay before you're like, eh, you know, I'll catch them tomorrow, or I'm going to go do something today. Like, everywhere I used to go, the games used to be on the radio, and, and it was it was background noise, even if it was background noise. And now I don't hear it even as background noise. People just check the score later. I just I find it bizarre that, that this baseball area doesn't seem to be the baseball area right now. We're talking about more about where Kawhi Leonard's going. And more about what Tom Brady's saying to Oprah than what we're talking about with Major League Baseball, which is this is supposed to be the heartland for baseball. Well, you should have came to my yard uh, last night. <laughs> I, I had it on the radio. Good. All right. Good. See, on Saturday nights, usually what I do, I've got an old, like a super, super, super old radio, and I'll put the uh, I'll put whatever game is on on the AM side. So it's uh, you know sometimes it'll be the Red Sox, sometimes it'll be the Yankees, sometimes it'll be the Mets, whatever it is. I can I can even get the Phillies out of Philadelphia, and sometimes you can get a Chicago station out of Chicago. So you know, well, that, I got the I got the uh, at bat app, so I get whatever you know that that's, that comes in here. Well, I have that too, but it's like, do I want to go set up the Bluetooth speaker? Or do I want to bring out the 
old camp AM radio with the <laughs> knobby dial on it, and to me, and I could just, and then I don't have the delay either. I don't have that that yeah. like fifty seven second delay from from uh, from the internet to the radio. So I, I'm kind of figuring out what's happening uh, first. So I kind of like it like that. some just old anyways. I mean that was you know. Major League Baseball extra innings before that, all I had was AM radio. So that was that. I don't mind listening to baseball on the radio. I kind of like it. Yeah, I do too. It's just I haven't I haven't heard it as much lately. And again, we're the outliers here. I'm talking about like casual people. Just pay attention this summer to places you go and, and talk about how many people talk about the Red Sox. And if they do talk about the Red Sox, talk about what they talk about in detail with them outside of, oh, J.D. Martinez did a good home run last night. You know, we just... <laughs> It's just a little I'll check different. it out. I'll check it out. I'm going down on vacation down there in Southern Maine in a couple of weeks into New Hampshire. So I'll, see, I'll wear my Red Sox shirt. See how, many see how it goes. See how it goes. When I go on my trip, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see who I hear and see as Red Sox fans out there because I'm going to end up at three Red Sox games anyway. Just disturbing. I didn't plan that, but here we are. Where are you headed? Uh, Fenway on Thursday, Yankee Stadium Friday. Philadelphia on Saturday. Baltimore on Sunday. Uh, Washington, D.C. on Monday. I'll watch Great the Red trip. Sox on. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm pretty pumped about it. Uh, I'm going to call it the five and five. So Thursday, I'll have the Red Sox at home against the Angels. Friday, Red Sox at Yankees, and then Monday, Red Sox at Nationals. So wait, yeah. next Thursday, next week, twenty third. Is that what it is? No, no. Uh, next Thursday, the twenty eighth. Okay, twenty eighth. Why are you? Do you have tickets? I for do something have tickets else? to a Thursday game coming up. What a big shocker! You have tickets to a Thursday game. Wow. Ryan Palmer with tickets. Never know. Mark, what can folks expect at Central, at, uh, at Easter Main Sports Blog uh, coming up here uh, with high school season wrapping up? I'm sure you get postseason awards going on, and then uh, I'm probably sure probably local baseball and other summer stuff going on, right? Yeah, we got um, within the next week we'll be doing uh, play of the year voting. Um, you know, for baseball, softball, track, and uh, and tennis. Um, you know, with Red Sox recaps. We've got a. Uh, you know, there's not a lot. Like I said, I'm going on vacation here in a couple of weeks. We're, you know, we'll we'll um, still get the Red Sox recaps done, get those up. People uh, seem to like those. A few years ago, it's like nobody nobody cared about those. So that is something different. Maybe it's because nobody's watching. They want to see who won. You know, um, I mean, you know, they want to see who who won in, won in the morning or whatever. But not, you know, uh, taking it easy here after the next couple of weeks. We, we'll get some Legion stuff though um, later on, later on in July and stuff like that. But uh, um, kind of kind of kind of a slow time coming up. Mark Callan from Eastern Main Sports, Eastern Main Sports Blog. Mark, we will talk to you soon. Thank you very much for joining us here for the last half hour, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, excellent. Thank you, Matty. Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, Mark Callan from Eastern Main Sports, Eastern Main Sports Blog. Of course, you can find him on the Twitter and on the Facebook or at EasternMainSports.com.